Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Again, it will be stated we are at war with Iran because Iran is at war with us. This administration wants to try and tell you that uh, maybe not everything is fine, but it's not like we're trying to escalate here. It sounded like the administration has ruled out strikes within Iran. Jackie, I appreciate the question. Uh, I think you can understand. I hope you can understand. Uh, I'm not going to telegraph punches here. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not looking to escalate the tensions any more than they already have been escalating. In fact, everything we've done has been designed to try to de-escalate those tensions. That said, this was a very serious attack. It had lethal consequences. We will respond and we'll respond appropriately. I'm not going to telegraph what that's going to look like. The question, though, was if you were actively considering targets inside Iran and your answer was we don't see conflict with Iran, which indicates that the administration would view strikes within Iran as escalatory. And so is it that the administration ultimately does not hold Iran responsible for these attacks or that the current level of risk and loss to U.S. troops is somehow acceptable? I do appreciate the the question and the chance to to, to say it again. I am not going to telegraph punches for the president of the United States. I'm not going to get ahead of his decision space and how he's going to respond will respond appropriately. And you're, you know, you're right. This attack had lethal consequences. Thank goodness you know it had lethal consequences. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Uh, It's not that you're going to get ahead or not get ahead of punches from the president or or from the administration or from the U.S. military. It's that there's no belief that there will actually be a punch. That's That's the question. You're the people of don't, and you've said it so many times. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I will engage that coming up in a little bit. The Senate in Indiana passing SB 52. That would put a moratorium on the blue line and really engage the conversation of whether or not there should be dedicated bus lanes in the state of Indiana, which, of course, there should not be because roads are for cars. This is not about buses. This is not about um helping people get from point A to point B. This is one in many steps of environmental activism to take cars off the road. That's what the uh, the electric bus system is. That's what the red line, the blue line, the purple line are. All of it, all of it has always been towards this goal. And as we know, Indianapolis engages the concept of something called Vision Zero, a very radical idea that is focused on taking cars off the road. They want to make accidents zero, zero auto accidents. That only happens if you're not driving. This passes 
the Senate. I love how it's written. The Republican-controlled chamber voted 35 to 14 along mostly party lines to send Senate Bill 52 to the House. What what does along mostly party lines mean? You show me Republicans who sided with the Democrats. Did any Democrats side with Republicans? What was the Republicans, uh, those who, the five that went with the Democrats, what was their purpose? What was their rationale? Just, how about just, I don't know, explaining it out. Be, be this is the IBJ. Just, come on. A little bit more. Just one more paragraph. It won't kill you. It, it won't. Good gosh. So the blue line moves to the House. Uh, the Speaker has said uh, that he's willing to hear the legislation no knowing on how that goes. But the idea that the state can't get involved in a local issue, which some of the talking heads in Indianapolis have been engaging, that's just not true. From a, from a who controls these things standpoint, uh, that's not true. The state is allowed to engage. As a matter of fact, it's their purview. I, I, you don't have to, if you don't like that, change that. But don't say, oh, look at the state getting involved. Um, that's that's some malfeasance and some journalistic malpractice, don't you think? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Boy! Boy! Now in the street there is violence and then a lot of work to be done. Would view strikes within Iran as escalatory. <laughs> So is it that the administration ultimately does not hold Iran responsible for these attacks or that the current level of risk and loss to U.S. troops is somehow acceptable? I do appreciate the the question and the chance to to, to say it again. I am not going to telegraph punches for the president of the United States. I'm not going to get ahead of his decision space and how he's going to respond will respond appropriately. And you're you're right. This attack had lethal consequences, um, which these attacks in the past have not had. And as I said in my opening statement, as we work through what those options are, uh, we'll be mindful and informed by the fact uh, that there are now three American soldiers that have been killed. Your ears don't deceive you. That is the sound of weakness. That is the sound. If we're going to try and put a definition to the term mealy mouth, it's this in the past have not had. And as I said in my opening statement, as we work through what those options are, uh, we'll be mindful and informed by the fact uh, that there are now three American soldiers that have been killed. Purposefully distracted, not being clear, all of those kinds of things. And that wordplay that might work in the uh, university faculty lounge where they also uh, make sure all the professors know to teach uh, the students to hate Jews. But, I mean, it's what they do in faculty lounges, no? But this is not a response from somebody who doesn't want to get punched in the face again. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. That's John Kirby, National Security Council. This was the same John Kirby who said, oh, yeah, we got attacked. This was, the, uh, this was before this drone attack. But, you know, that just led to some traumatic brain injury. Nothing serious. My kid can't play football, they want to tell me, because of brain injuries. 
But when some soldiers get traumatic brain injuries, eh, you know, it's a thing. It happens. It's like stubbing your toe. It's nothing. We rub some dirt on it. Boom, we send them right back out. Attacks have been happening everywhere. The drone attack that killed three in Jordan was actually mistaken for a U.S. craft. This is the initial reporting that the drone flying at a low altitude was confused with a U.S. drone, which was returning to the similar installation, to, or to, not similar, to the same installation known as Tower 22, as is reported. They thought it was one thing, it was another thing, three soldiers dead. In the fog of war, mistakes happen. This is not as acceptable now, is it? More than 40 troops, this according to the Pentagon, were wounded in the attack. How is it described? Cuts, bruises, brain injuries, and similar wounds. Now, maybe how they classify something is a brain injury when it is possibly not something that serious. And maybe I don't understand the classification. Although, I don't know why I would call it brain injury. But if one of these guys got a splinter from the Iranians, one should ask what the plan is. There is a real fight amongst the political right about a plan. And the idea that one would not respond is laughable. The people who are saying forever wars have got this all wrong. And the position does not provide value. The concept of deterrence, the concept of putting an end to things, involves actually putting an end to things. If you aren't willing to put an end to things, they will keep going. They will keep happening. I'll, I'll give you uh, an, an example. Uh, there is a, a, a clip that's out there of, um, I think Fox News put it together, of all the times the Biden administration said, oh, Iran, don't you do anything. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't you act up. I mean, I'll, I'll play the theme if I have to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shy. All right. All right, if I got to do it, I'll do it. Hey, we're going to need a montage. Ooh, it takes a montage. That's called a montage. Girl, we want a montage. So this is... All the times that Iran was told, don't. And what's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. I've already delivered the message to Rand. They know not to do anything. They know not to do anything? 
they know they can do things with reckless abandon. And we are going to get more into this. Because Iran will not stop until they are stopped. And the idea that we, well, the problem is we have all these troops in all these places. That's the whole problem. To believe that is to believe a sophomoric view of reality. One could argue that our foreign policy should bring troops from here and bring troops from there, just like our foreign foreign policy under Trump said we should be done in Afghanistan. Not the way Biden did it, but we should be done in Afghanistan. There there are times and places to, to, to make your pullback and say we're done here. You think that Iran's done with us because we moved some troops? Sorry, that's... There's no part of history that shows that, and there's no part of their statements that says that. We mistook a drone. That's how this happened. But this is one of many, many things that will continue to happen until we say stop. Not don't, stop. And we say it not with our words. We will discuss it more. Matt Bear has traffic. Carlin Estate is suing. It's kind of it, it's kind of fascinating that the world of AI has created these moments. When I'm talking about Carlin, I'm talking about George Carlin, the comic, the famed comic. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Somebody used AI to create a comedy special. From George Carlin, mimicking his style, persona, everything else. And so now they're suing. The estate is suing. Uh, The special is called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. Which took Carlin's style and placed it to current events. That is amazing that that it can do this. Amazing. That it can do this. It's also super duper, super duper creepy. Like world class, super duper creepy. This goes down into the idea of um, reputation theft. You can steal somebody's reputation could steal somebody's reputation what else can you what else can you steal how how much damage can you can you do to someone you know it's it's one thing to to steal someone's identity it's another thing to steal someone's attributes this is just the start as we know, of a lot of madness. This is just the beginning. All it is. Crazy, crazy story. No, I never got to hear it. So I don't know if it was true to form or not. See, I I think also stealing somebody's content is is wrong. Me, I might do a Norm MacDonald impression, but I would never steal the man's content. The moth joke is all his. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. 
Five years in prison. I argue not enough. You leak someone's tax returns? Five years in prison. I The people who don't like uh, Donald Trump, they, they seem to think that whatever they do is somehow righteous, which is why every time they scream about threat to democracy and dictator, when I talk about the fact they're clearly looking for a lone wolf, they are endangering the society writ large. That's what they're doing. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. No, you don't get to leak someone's tax returns. How many times have we discussed the IRS being utilized as a cudgel against the citizenry? We saw this with the Tea Party. People are like, yeah, it's a Tea Party. Who cares? You, you, you really want to act like this? You really want the tyranny of the majority? Man, that could, that could get really rough. Really rough. I don't, th- I, I don't think you want that. I mean, if you're Harry Reid, you wanted it, but Harry Reid was a terrible human being. Oh, I said it. I meant it. Awful, awful guy. So this was, I forget when this was, when, when, when this was leaked, where this guy was like, oh, yeah, here you go. We'll just, we'll just put that out there for the, for the world to see. It doesn't matter. It's totally fine. It's not totally fine by any stretch of the imagination. Sentenced to five years in prison. There have to be consequences for these kinds of actions. But even more so, there has to be the recognition that you shouldn't be somebody doing this to begin with. There need to be conversations about standards. There are things we don't do. The sentence will also include 36 months of supervised release and a $5,000 fine. The judge in the case, Anna Reyes, uh, stating, quote, the press tells us democracy dies in darkness. It also dies in lawlessness. There are numerous lawful means to bring things to light. Trump was under no obligation to expose his returns. People could vote for someone else. They could run against him. The federal prosecutors in this case showed that this guy, Charles Littlejohn, sought his job specifically for the purpose of leaking Trump's returns in 2019. Now I ask you, should I trust the institutions? People are amazed that you don't have faith in the institutions. Are there institutions left to trust? This was Ars Technica the other day. The NSA admitting to spying on Americans by purchasing sensitive data. This was released as information by Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat out of Oregon. There are places where we may agree on things, and the NSA not spying on Americans is something we should agree on. The U.S. government should not be funding and legitimizing a shady industry whose flagrant violations of Americans' privacy are not just unethical but illegal. This was a letter from Wyden to the Director of National Intelligence. To that end, I request that you adopt the policy that going forward, intelligence agencies, quote, may only purchase data about Americans that meets the standard for legal data sales established by the FTC. Does anybody question whether or not there are um, 
entities, institutions, agencies that spy on the American people without any level of warrant, you know, for our safety. It's like the hula hoop, you know, for kids. Ah, the Cohen brothers. Oh, they're good. How many things done for our safety ever actually make our lives better? This is the concept of do-goodery. Do-goodery rarely does good. Usually it's a big, hot, stinking mess. But how many more institutions will we see fail us before people recognize we've got a problem? The IRS was already weaponized against people on the political right. Now people join the IRS for this specific purpose. I don't even think five years is enough. And when this guy gets out of prison, there will be a job waiting for him on the political left. He will be cheered and exalted. They, they, he will end up speaking at a, at a Democratic National Convention. That's going to happen. Maybe I should just be thankful he got the five years. But I think the bigger story here is looking at society and saying, how could you be okay with this? This is everything you don't want. This is Banana Republic stuff. We're not that. Why are you dragging us into this? And then how come the left looks at the right learning these lessons after all this abuse and you call uh, the parents uh, domestic terrorists, you do this, you go after that. They want to engage retribution. Oh, my gosh. This is just a revenge election. Yeah. Did you ever ask what they want to get revenge on? Maybe if you police your stuff. Maybe if you say no to some of the madness. You'll get a no. The right looks at this and says, exactly how much of this are we supposed to take? Enough is enough is enough. Anybody okay with this is out of their head. And I tell you right now, it'll happen again. Because the left has been taught that the ends justify the means. Because after all, they have to protect democracy. They're creating a dangerous world with this talk. And I think we're only seeing the start of it. Sadly.